Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor with my good friend. Dave Barker. And uh, we're in the studio thinking about things as we usually do. Last week we were thinking about uh, tithing. Today we got started on the subject from the Old Testament, talked a little bit about how the Old Testament saint went about that worship experience, uh, not just paying a bill, but actually worshiping the Lord um, with money. So that was then, this is now. How do parents today teach children in a culture that is dominated by the tyranny of the immediate uh, secular materialism? Uh, How do parents today teach children to think rightly about money and about our responsibility and privilege to worship the Lord with our, let's say, tithes and offerings, whatever that means. So I think we should give, and this is back to the email that we got. I think this is really where she was getting at, how to help me teach my kids. So we're not going to resolve it, but maybe we can give some insight and some help to parents who do want to pass on that, um, that discipline, that love. Yeah. And, and again, I'm back to the loss. Um, that moment in our church service where we paused and and actually made an act of worship that was visible to our families and that kind of thing. Um, that is a loss. And I think we need to take that seriously. I'm not sure that it is a loss that we want to recover. I don't know. Um, I think we minimized it because of COVID, but I, I think even before that it was beginning to fade and a, a box at the back or um, online giving uh, was begin, was growing. So somehow we have to be able to recover the notion for our families to see us as generous in their giving to our, our churches. And I know in, in responding to you uh, as you forwarded the email, I... I think there has to be a lot of conversations in the home and around the dinner table about this kind of thing. And I think we need to be a lot more open with our kids about how we're using our money and how we're spending our money. I don't know what it was like around your home, your table, uh, Bob, uh, when your kids were growing up. But it was a free-for-all around our table. And... uh, it could go anywhere. About, any, about any, money or just about e- everything? Everything. Theology, mm-hmm. uh, what was happening at school. I mean, uh, you know, even in terms of who their friends were and who they were dating and not dating, all that kind of stuff. But that was all, it, it was just wide open at, at the you had, table. How many kids? Five? I have five. Five kids. And all four. very, very alive and aware and critical and quick to jump in. So is that where you would try to teach them in that yes, context at absolutely. the table? Absolutely. Those dinner tables were alive. And so, yeah, we talked about church. We talked about how it supported. We talked about, we actually, we talked to our kids about how we spent our money, what we, what a grocery bill would be, how we invested, how we saved. How, we talked about all While that While you're kind of stuff. eating or is this, uh, okay, kids, after dinner, no. you're going to stick around for 15? No. This is while you're while eating. While we're eating. And then the, this is really weird, and you guys are totally not going to get this, but the conversation, inevit- I always did the dishes. 
okay? And we, this is, we did not buy a dishwasher while we had the kids at home. Well, when the kids left, we bought a dishwasher. But I'll tell you, the times of conversations that I had with my children, and they would be all, you know, how it's all regulated to dry the dishes. But I washed the dishes after every supper as best as I could. And it was always one kid who dried. And I'll tell you, inevitably, nice. mm-hmm. the conversation from dinner was carried on into that. And it, sometimes it changed. Sometimes it went in different directions. But it was animated, and, and the, it was wide open as to what... But, but money was very much part of it, and the church was very much part of it, and giving to the church was very much part of it. So you just have a conversation, you're not necessarily an agenda, but you're talking about yeah. your belief in your, your practice of giving. And you're just saying, this is what we do. This is why mom and dad do this kind of thing. This mm-hmm. is our story. Now, of course, the other time, again, I, and we got to be really careful. We can't just build, build this in, in, on nostalgia. But we would give our kids money to put on their little offering plate for their children's church or their Sunday school or whatever was going on. So they understood what it was. So you to, did that? Oh, yeah, of course. Did you have those pink envelopes? Yeah, well, I forget what we used. Sometimes you just gave them a loony, stuck it in their pocket, just made sure it wasn't still in their pocket when they got home. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. We did that for Awana. Now, Awana had a tie, the head tax. You had to give yeah. a certain <laughs> amount of money. So we made sure the kids had money there. I don't know if we did that for Sunday, though. Yeah, no, the, we had a children's church, and I know they took up a bit of an offering in the church. So we always made sure the kids had Okay, it. now that's a good thing, isn't it? When you have children's church, uh, they're worshiping, and oh, yeah. the, the offering plate is passed, and it's not mom and dad. They put it in, so they experience mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. We don't do that anymore. I don't think so. No, and I, again, we're, we're talking about the misses. <clears throat> do we need to recover the form in order to get the message across? And I'm hard-pressed to figure out what form is going to replace that. And so I don't want to go back into nostalgia, but how do our kids actually tangibly see and do what we think needs to be seen and done by adults in the church? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we've got to... Think seriously about that. I think one of the things we can do, most churches have an annual project, Christmas project or something. And uh, a good thing would be for a family to talk about that. You've heard the announcement in church, it's in the bulletin, so on and so forth, and say, well, kids, what do you think about that? What should we do as a family for this? And so it becomes a conversation and a decision. And there's some enthusiasm there because usually the church sets a goal. And so now you're focused on achieving that and celebrating its, its accomplishment. But that's for a special offering. Yeah. It's not the regular giving. Well, and, and again, you and I come out of a context of pastoral ministry. And, you know, inevitably one of the conversations or part of the conversation is, Dad, how do you get paid? And, of course, then, then that went into, well, the people give their money. Uh, to the church, and I'm on salary at the church, and this is how, and I'm one of, I didn't use the word religious functionaries, but I'm I'm a leader in the church, and so this is how it happens. Oh, so then the conversation goes to, oh, so you expect the people to give money so that you can get paid, and, you know, and we would talk about the fact that it went way beyond that. We've got to put the, keep the lights on, keep the heat going, maintain the building, we also then went into our budget of missions. A lot of our, you know, I think you guys are, we at, at, at the church here, we probably, 
I don't know what your percentage is. Our percentage is around probably around 20, 25%. I don't know what, what, what your goal is. It's not that high. Okay. But whatever it is, right? Um, so we talked about that kind of stuff going into, uh, you know, international missions. So maybe we had a bit of an advantage in that the kids would be curious as to where do you work, dad, and how are you getting paid? And so that led into a natural conversation about uh, people giving to the church. But inevitably, and I remember the question being asked, well, do we give to the church or are you just getting paid? Yeah, or why do I need to give to the church? We give our lives to the church. we got to tithe too. Well, you don't want to miss that blessing. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, you know, and, and but part of the conversation, yeah, no, there's, there's far more going on than just simply paying your pastor. It is... We've got a whole thing going on here at the church that we believe is important, and we need to contribute to it just like anybody else. Okay, what about uh, kids who have a bit of an income? They've got uh, an allowance or something. I I know some parents, we didn't do this, but we knew families in our church that did. Successfully, they, they required their kids to put something aside from their income, whether they got it from a paper route or from uh, work in the house. And so the kids did it, and mom made sure they did. They had envelopes, and I don't know what the attitude was, but but they did what they were told. you think that's a good idea? I think it's a great idea, and I think we tried it, but I don't know that it was terribly successful for very long. But I know we took a run at it, and uh, when the kids started earning a little bit of money through paper routes and babysitting, uh, and that kind of thing, we would say, okay, uh, you know, that some of that needs to go to, to uh, you know, helping within the church life. And, and I forget how we phrased it. Um, yeah, it was met with a little bit of resistance. Uh, and again, I'm not quite sure how long we persisted in, in, uh, in accountability on that. But we did, we did work at it for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, don't, I don't think it was a bad thing. Yeah, a little bit of a legalism there, but it's like training wheels on a bike. You sure. need them before you, you get going. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so in terms of money in general, do you think that there's a, a, well, I know that there is a right way of looking at money in general. It's a God in our age. You know, so how do we, what do we tell children about money? Is it bad to have money? Is it is it bad to be rich? Can Can you plan uh, your career with, with the objective that you'll make a lot of money? Is that necessarily a bad thing? And can they think righteously about those kinds of goals? I want to make enough money so that I retire by 50 and I can serve the Lord, that kind of thing. Well, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Why not? Um, I, you know, to make money your goal and make it your God is obviously an inappropriate thing. But um, to put yourself in a place where you can earn well. And first of all, um, we need to understand the, uh, the author of Ecclesiastes, Kohala said, if God has given you a little bit to enjoy, by all means, enjoy it. It's a gift from God. Receive it from him. And he's not being sarcastic at that moment. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think Kohala is being terribly sarcastic anywhere in his book. Um, but he talks about the fact that if God has given you a little bit of resources, by all means, this is the gift of God. Enjoy it. Refer it back to him. Receive it as his gift. And, and in, that, in that moment, worship him. But I also think it is valuable and appropriate to think about the fact that if God can put me in a place where I can earn well, 
that I can be generous to the church, to missions, to uh, social agencies, and that kind of thing. I don't think there's, I think there's everything right about that. Okay, but you're reluctant to say it's a goal. It's, it's, it's like, if God does this, I'll go with it. But can a young person set financial objectives uh, as, a, as a young person say, I want to, at this point, be financially independent. That's my goal. It's not my God. It's my goal. Um, money is something I want to use. So to, just to think that deeply about money, is, that, is there a biblical rationale for that, or is that too much? Well, yeah. <clears throat> Whether you can call it a biblical rationale, is it a, a logical and wise rationale? And I think the answer is yes. I think that it is wise. It, it is something that, that is worthwhile thinking about. As long as we're keeping it in perspective, uh, this isn't for a sense of self-aggrandizement, mm-hmm. but to enjoy the good gifts that God has given us and to be generous along the way um, and to be able to help out um, our, our invi- investment advisor um, talked a lot about, um, you know, I wasn't a high-income earner, but um, we were very wise and stewardly in how we have um, cared for our, our investments and that kind of thing, and he was very helpful in all of that. And he regularly talked about, there may be a day when you can be more generous than you are now because of your ability to be able to give. And so there was a goal to you know, in create a portfolio that would allow us to have a little bit of independence, but as well mm-hmm. give way, way beyond what we were able to give on a regular basis. And, I, and I, think, I think that's the key because uh, a lot of children in this age, that is their goal. They make a lot of money, but they don't have that, um, that check and balance where they give, right? So if we can... Uh, come alongside of our kids and and have that uh, that experience where along the way they're always giving, they're learning how to give, so that they don't allow their resource to become their god, but they're always giving out of the abundance that the Lord has given to them. I think I think if you don't do that and your kids acquire wealth without learning how to be generous, they're going to become Scrooges. And the whole thing will go south. Yeah, and and again, it has to be shown by example. And, you know, to actually tell your kids that what you're giving or what you're giving to. But it, it also needs to be part of the a part of the conversation in the family. So for the, I don't know about if you'd say the tithe, this is what dad gives on a regular basis to the church. If you tell that to the kids, they'll be telling the other kids and it'll become a contest. But would you say for the annual appeal, for the missions appeal, would that figure be determined by the kids? Would they know, okay, our family's going to give $1,000? Uh, we wouldn't. We would not have been afraid to talk about either a situation and tell the kids how much. Your kids knew what you gave every week? Um, I think at times they did. I'm not sure that they always did every, all, every year, all the time. But there were times when we talked about the amount, sure. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, dad earns this amount of money and... We try to budget yeah. this amount for, for giving to the church. Yeah, I remember uh, I was always shocked at when I found out what my dad was giving because back in the days was cash and I'd see this go in and it seemed like a lot of money to me. And 
uh, it just made an impression. Yeah. And I think that's an impression that our kids need to hear. Well, well Dave. And the other thing is, you know, I'm talking about a very traditional family. I was the income worker and uh, earner. And we do need to realize that families have changed significantly now, right? In yeah. terms of there's double incomes and mom and dad both work and and that, that's all good stuff. Well, Dave, that's the top of the hour. We got to go. Thanks for listening to us. So we'll see you again on Thinking About It.